The greatest salesperson I've ever seen is Steve Jobs. I recently rewatched Steve's 2001 keynote introducing the iPod. Here's an excerpt that I want to talk about. The biggest thing about iPod is it holds a thousand songs. Now, this is a quantum leap because it's your, for most people, it's their entire music library. This is huge. How many times have you gone on the road with a CD player and said, oh God, the CD, I didn't bring the CD I wanted to listen to? To have your whole music library with you at all times is a quantum leap in listening to music. But the coolest thing about iPod is that whole, your entire music library fits in your pocket. Okay? You can take your whole music library with you right in your pocket. Never before possible. So that's iPod. Now, it doesn't matter how many songs you have with you if your battery's dead, right? So we have built in an extraordinary battery into iPod. 10 hours of battery life, and that is 10 hours of continuous music. We're using a rechargeable lithium polymer battery. This is a more advanced battery than we even use in our portable computers. It's the most advanced battery we've ever shipped. And you can recharge this 10-hour battery in one hour to 80% of its capacity on a fast charge. One hour. So by way of context, the generation of digital portable music players before the iPod had these 32 megabyte chips, which held about 15 songs. That's okay if you only have 15 songs in your collection. But if you're like me and a lot of other people at the time, we had a lot more than 15 songs. And so what we'd have to do is carry around a lot of these 32 megabyte chips with this, it was kind of cumbersome. In addition to that, they'd have these AA batteries, which based on my experience, didn't last that long, You know, usually around, I don't know, four to five hours or so, which again is not a problem if you don't use your player that much or you use it for a short time, but I used it when I ran long distances and when I went on long hikes and often found that the battery would die on me. The point being that in order for you to challenge the status quo, you have to have a point of view, a perspective about what's broken with the current solution. Because no matter what you sell, people have portable digital music players today. Your iPod has no value without problems. So the first step here is to identify the potential problems with the current portable digital music players. In this case, 15 songs and short battery life. The iPod, on the other hand, a thousand songs in your pocket and 10 hours of battery life. You see the contrast there? Selling is all about the contrast. So now that we know what's meaningfully different, here's how you can respond when a prospect says, I already have a vendor for that. Step one is to go into validation mode. You never wanna make the prospect feel bad about their current solution. For all you know, they're the ones that bought it. So that might sound like this. Prospect says, I already have an MP3 player. I'm using the Diamond Rio. And you might simply say this in a calm voice. Smart decision. Those guys pretty much pioneered the portable digital storage space. And then pause. See what I'm doing here? I'm not fighting the resistance. I'm not trying to overcome anything. I'm merely making a statement that validates their choice. Step two, poke the bear. Ask a question that shines a light on the problem without leading people to a desired answer. That might sound like this if we want to shine a light on the problem of storage. So the diamond player holds 15 songs. What do you do in those situations when you're out and about and you want to listen to more than 15 songs? Then shut your mouth and listen. 
The conversation can go in a couple of different ways here. The prospect can say, I only have seven songs and that's okay because remember the golden rule, your solution has no value without a problem. So if the prospect only has seven songs in their collection, it's not a fit. But oftentimes what you'll hear is, well, I'm carrying around a bunch of chips or I don't know, I just store my favorite 15 songs. And now you've created an opening because what typically happens then is the prospect is curious and says, well, what do you have? And then you can simply tease your solution with a cliffhanger. That might sound like this. Well, with the iPod, you can have a thousand songs in your pocket and a 10 hour battery life. What you're doing here is you're creating what George Lowenstein calls an information gap. It's a gap between what the prospect knows and what they want to know and brains crave closure. So what you typically hear when you create a little cliffhanger like this is the prospect saying, well, how does that work? And now you can simply ask for the meeting. I can show you, would you be open to seeing a demo later this week? The takeaway, when prospects say, we have a vendor for that, what they're really saying is, I don't perceive what you're saying as being meaningfully different than what I have. The idea here is to not fight the resistance, is to join the resistance. Validate, poke the bear. Verbal Aikido. If you thought this was useful, consider subscribing to my newsletter, joshbraun.com newsletter.